This podcast is sponsored by Podbean. Podbean is the easiest way to create your own podcast. We use Podbean to host the Voices of Misery podcast. Download the free Podbean podcast app to start, record, and publish your very own podcast in minutes. Podbean provides everything you need to run your podcast, and you can record and publish episodes directly from the app on your phone. Download the free Podbean app today. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Check it out. On with the show. What's going on again, everybody? It's another episode of the Often Imitated, Never Duplicated Voices of Misery podcast. I'm, of course, the nerd, and I have a special guest today, Miss Caramel Lucas. This woman has a lot of hats. She wears them all very nicely, and she's very beautiful. Look at this lady here on video. Show me her pretty little face. Got her hair done, the makeup going. Everything looks good. How you doing, Caramel? I am great. How are you? Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited. Well, I'm glad you're here, and the reason why you're still here is because I didn't turn my video on. I didn't want to scare you and, and have you run off on me when you see this ugly mug of mine. Oh, my I'm God. very happy to have you on the show today. Awesome. I am very glad to be here, honestly. Like, I was so excited. I was like, oh, yes, I, I got to go. I got to go. I got to get this done. <laughs> well, you have your own podcast. You do a lot of things. We're going to dive into every single one of these things. I just oh. want to ask you, though, because you do a lot of shit. A lot of yes, shit. Yes, I do. I do. How does one manage so many hobbies and, and things that you do, jobs and just, just things that you do? Well, they say they have different personalities. So I think um, what it is, is that each of my personalities does different things. You know what I mean? So yeah. I love being creative. I just love doing different stuff. You know, I just don't like sitting still. So I just create different things to do. And I love every bit of things that I do. Like, it's fun. Like, I can't sit still. I'm not that type of person that sits in the house and want to read a book or something like that. I look at TV all the time. I just got to be out there doing something. So... I mean, you, you do comedy, you, 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 do, you do a little bit of acting, directing, writing, poetry, you got perfume out there, you got a little bit of everything, right? Uh, how right, you know what? I think, I think I love doing comedy. That's like my biggest thing ever. Like, I love making people laugh. I like talking shit. You know, I like telling stories about what's going on. And I just love it. I just love being me. This is me. Um, I'm like full of energy, like a ball of energy. Just want to come out. And I just like making people laugh. I think stand up is like one of my things I really love to do the most because I just like seeing people laugh and like that girl is crazy as hell. I love people calling me crazy because, you know, now more than ever, we need to laugh because we've been through so much, you know, and going through so much in life. It's crazy. So, yeah. I agree. And is, is, is that where the inspiration came from, though? From Because I noticed that your podcast started in, in, in around June of last year. Did this start because of the pandemic, just being in the house, not having this outlet? It did, honestly. Oh, God, I'm so glad you said something. So this is what happened. So I was working for corporate for a long time, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, when, when the corona happened, um, they had to let a lot of people fall up, right? And so mm-hmm. I was one of those people that, you know, that they had to let go. 
uh, at that time because they didn't know what was going to happen. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm sitting here <laughs> doing nothing. I got to find something. And I used to do radio like a couple years back. And I was like, maybe if I just do a podcast and, and start reaching out to other people and seeing they want to be on my podcast. And then I did it. And then I was like, this is the greatest thing ever because you get to speak to people and you get to know their story and you get to know what they're doing and where they've been and where they at and get to make them laugh and have a good time. And so, yeah, I, now I love it. I don't want to stop. I love talking to people. I love interacting with people and I love making them laugh, especially when they're having a bad day. And to get on my podcast, let's laugh and let's have a good time, you know? You don't have to be that, that per- you know how sometimes you be on podcasts and it's a boring podcast, right? You see yes. that talk about boring shit. You know what I'm saying? you like, damn, I can't wait till this is over. So I don't want that. I want them to be able like, to keep talking, want to engage with me, want to talk, and don't want to hang up. So I can say, look, we got to go. You know what I'm saying? I want to be the one to say we got to go, you know? Not them looking like, oh, God, I don't want to be up here. I never want to be up there with Carmel again. You know what I mean? I want them to be like, I love this show, you know? So, but I don't like being on boring, boring podcasts. I hate it. Oh, absolutely. And, and and I personally, I hate listening to them. That's why whenever I have someone on the show, it's always going to be a natural conversation. I don't like having these pre-scripted things. I, I don't like because I, I, I've had people who want to come on the show and I've denied them because they send me a list of questions. And I'm like, no, this, this ain't going to be how it is, because if someone searches for your name, if they search Caramel Lucas and every yeah. time you do an interview, it's the same five to ten questions. No one's going to want to listen to you. Don't want to tune out. So people like these natural conversations. And I think it's yeah. great because I listened to a few of your shows before we got on here, and there's a very nice range of people. You had like a child on there talking about their dreams of becoming a, 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 a sports player. What do you want to be when you grow up? What kind of music do you like? And all this other stuff. Like this is going back because I went deep in the archives. So I oh, really I see, enjoyed I see. Well, your thank stuff. you. Okay. <laughs> Right, you have to do your research. And and it's it's like it's crazy because you know, I get people, you know, I have had people send me questions and stuff, but I don't go by their questions. I just overlook their questions like I never seen them. And I'm like, okay, you give me questions. It's not gonna operate like that. What how is it gonna operate is that the questions I give you is gonna operate, not the question that the other people ask you. You know, because they always, these are the questions that you should ask. No, ma'am. No, sir. It's not going to happen. So I'm not going to throw those away. I didn't even see them. So, you know, and I understand because I'm like, uh-uh. I want a, a a real conversation. That's why I call it, you know, keeping it with the caramel 100, you know, because everybody asks me, what do 100 mean? <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, you don't know what 100 means? 100 means keep it real. Keep it truthful. Don't sugarcoat anything. Be yourself. That's what it means. I think that's something that a lot of people can learn from, because the thing is, is a lot of people are not genuine out there and, and people are just playing a role for the most part. They're, they're, they're yeah. using their body to portray something that they're not. And if more people were realistic and just gave their true selves, I think we'd have a more just just caring society. People would just get along better because you're, you're, you're not pretending you're, you're actually unique. And just being yourself yeah. is great. Right. And I think a lot of people, like you said, do a persona of something that they want other people to see them as, you know what I mean? And you're trying to, you know, show an image in which you're really not like that. 
You know, mm-hmm. I want people to be themselves. Like, if you bummy, you bummy. If you, you're happy, you happy. If you sad, you sad. This is be yourself. Don't sugarcoat what other people want to see you as. Be who you are. You know, don't try to be this big person and you really not. You this big person with you trying to be like this rich person and in reality that you're home in a in and get one couch in your house. You understand what I'm saying? Don't mm-hmm. <laughs> don't do that. Be you. Be you. Because I've seen a lot of some people like that. You know, got nice cars but really don't have anything. You know what I mean? That and a lot of people are very easily influenced by what they see on television and oh, just people my around God. them. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just a very tribal way of thinking. It's a it's just big group thing where if, if you don't toe the line and say what everyone else is saying, then you're outcast and you're going to be on this side of, of, of the fence. You, you can't hang out with the cool kids. So people are hiding who they really are, just saying the things that everyone else is parroting because they want to fit in. They want to belong. You need those outcasts. You need those outsiders. You need those conversations. You need to have people that are willing to debate and just have different opinions. But you don't have that anymore. So. It's it's a really great outlet. I love podcasting, and, and, and I love the fact that you're doing it, and you found your inspiration. But you did say something that I do want to touch on. You said you're working corporate before this, before in, in, before the furlough. I had the same story. I was furloughed as well. What did you do beforehand? Uh, if you don't mind me asking. No, I don't care. I used to work uh, with uh, – I used to be an auditor. Um, auditor is – like well, accounting, timeshares. I used to work for Hilton. And um, I worked with them for a long time. And, um, you know, I was doing timeshares. Uh, I was working with Japan and Hawaii, um, just doing their timeshares, time you know, auditing them that timeshares and stuff, making sure that, you know, all this good financial stuff is correct. And I did it for a long time. And um, I worked for other states as well. But um, working for Hilton was fun. Don't get it wrong. Don't get it twisted. It was good money, good fun. And I loved it. But, um, at the same time, working for corporate, you can't do what you really love, you know, because you have to be quiet all the time. And as you see, I'm not a quiet person. Right. And you have to be quiet and you have to focus and I understand that. But in reality, inside, I wanted to do more. You know, I wanted to be do more. I still did my stand up. But at the same time, I had to do a part time. And when they did furlough, I don't know. It was it was kind of a bad thing at first but then I realized it was a good thing for me because now I have opportunity to do whatever I want to do when I want to do it and how I want to do it you know and um but Hilton's a very good company I love Hilton and when I go back no <laughs> only because it's just like I love doing what I love to do and I love being my own own boss my own schedule my own things that I want to do so that makes perfect sense. And you work in corporate and you still like people, which I find very strange because you you work with the public and working with the public makes you hate the public. So why do you like people so much? How does this I, happen? Love, I love people. You know why I love people so much? It's because I love dealing with people because each body, everybody have their own, you know, characteristics. They have their own self. So getting to know people and who they are is just like meeting you always meet someone new you know you never know what goes on with that person till you talk to them and I love learning new things or talking to people learning a lot of things about other people you know because I want people to know about me so when they talk about themselves I have an opportunity to talk about myself you know and I might over talk them but I still be talking about myself but knowing them at the same time you know well guys can tell us about yourself a little bit 
that's smart, right? Okay. Oh, well, so. <laughs> well, okay. So me basically, um, when I first got into this industry, um, I was a model. And that's all I wanted to be when I grew up. Like when I was a little girl, I was like, I want to be a model. I want to be a model. I want to be a model. So I grew up and uh, decided to become a model because at, at the time I was a little girl, my mom didn't have, you know, didn't have the finances to put me through school and do none of this stuff. You know, she was just struggling with me, you know, and my brothers because, you know, I have other brothers and stuff like that. And so um, I'm the only girl. So she, you know, she couldn't put me through class or she couldn't let me do this. So I got older. I wanted to become a model. And that's what I did. I became a model. I went to uh, Denise Carroll Modeling Agency. I went to John Casablanca. And I, I learned some skills out of that. And then I started doing modeling myself. I started doing fashion shows and stuff like that. Then I wanted to decided to do eye candy. You know what eye candy is, right? Just a little tasteful for the eyes so everybody could see a little something, something, but they don't see a lot. You know what I mean? Um, swimwear, lingerie, stuff like that, you know? And I started doing that. And then I started getting into magazines. So I'm a published model as well, because I've been in so many magazines online and hard copy. And then I wanted to pursue my career a little bit more. And I wanted to get in radio. I got on radio. I was with uh, 97.3 Hot, um, Hot 107. And I did that for a little bit. And um, I had to grow and sexy. I did my own CDs. I did, you know, hosting a lot of shows and stuff like that. And then um, I did it for a year and a half. And then I just want to move on. And I, I wrote a book. And then... It's called In Love with the Other Man. And then I decided to do a movie with it. And I, I produced my own movie. I directed my own movie. And I written my own movie. And I did that. Then I wanted to do more. Then I went to comedy. From comedy, I did improving. I did improving for five years. Then I, doing, and I went to a stand-up class. And I loved it. And I thought I could do stand-up. The first time I bombed, um, I felt so bad. I was like, I'm not, I was going to give up, but I was like, you know, everybody booed me off the stage and I was like, oh Lord, am I going to do this again? But I decided to do it again because it only pet me up to do more. And then I start doing more and then here I go, I'm doing stand up, and then I want to do motivation speaking and I do some speaking here and there and I got my certificate and I do speaking and here I go. I, I, and I do poetry and I got, you know, a couple of plaques of being in some contests and I love it. This is what I do. And, and I love every bit of it. It's so crazy. And there's such an extreme because people listening to this are going to hear, okay, so you were a model and then you went to this, you went to that. There's so many different things that you got into. And just me, just being a random ordinary person, just like the people listening, there's ordinary people, you know, we're not talented like you. We can't do a hundred thousand things to be good at every one of them. How do you start with this because there just seems to be separation here like you got your entertainers and you got your regular blue collar working joes like myself how do you make that transition from working at corporate to being a model to doing this and doing this and now doing this and and now writing movies it, it just seems like it's so far-fetched like 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 i'm talking to an alien right now because that's not something i can ever fathom as being that successful having that kind of drive so how did that spark light in you well it, it all sparked because i um my dad is an entertainer. He used to sing. Um, he used to go on tours and stuff, singing and stuff like that. He did some things with Rick James. Um, he mm -hmm. sung with uh, The Temptations. And um, it's always been inside of me of doing entertainment, you know. And, you know, I thought that I supposed to get a job. You know, I thought I supposed to be in this corporate world. 
And that was not fulfilling my passion, you know, and I had to find what I love to do the most. And entertaining is what I love to do. I love to be an entertainer. I love to, like I said before, I love to see people laugh. I love to see, you know, different things. And I'm a creator. I love to create things and make things my own. And that's what made me transition. It was already built in me because of my father and my mom write poems. And so it was already built in me to do this. And I was like, I got to find my passion. And this is what I love to do. Sometimes you can't be scared of something that you want to do because you think that you have to be in one one position. Um, some people think that they have to be in corporate or they have to do this because, you know, if they don't do this and the people's going, they, they failed, you know. But I feel like if you're passionate to do something that you want to do, it's not for everybody else. It's for what you feel is good for yourself. And that's what I had to do. I had to find what was good for me. And that was good for me because I can't please anybody. Either you're going to like, you're going to like me in the corporate world. You're not going to like me, or you're going to like me in the entertainment world. You're not going to like me. So regardless of the fact of what I do, you always have negative feedback. So I had to do what was best for me and entertaining is best for me. And this is where I love. And I wake up every morning, like, thank you, God, for letting me see another day. Now I can make somebody laugh or now I can move on. Um, I had a lot of negativity in my life as I was growing up, you know, and I turned that negativity to positive because I don't want any more negativity. And plus now I have a, a daughter and she sees me every day and I want to be a great example for her. And she's so proud of me, of what I do, that she's like, Mom, I'm proud of you. She won't never get into the entertainment world, but she's proud of her mom for what she got going on. She's, she's been ever since she's a little girl. You know, ever since she, she, she knew about it. She's always been in it. She's always been on trips with me or doing different things with me. And um, she sees what I do. And sometimes she does her little modeling thing and whatever, but she doesn't want to get into it. But she loves music. So I think she is going to get into it. She don't know it, but I think she is because she's singing every song that comes on the radio. She sings it. And so she, she well, I think she could be like a producer or something, but she don't know it yet. But um, that's why I do what I do. I mean, it's like I transition because I want to do do something that makes me happy. And this is what makes me happy. Now, everyone can tell a joke, everyone can sing in the shower, and everyone sounds great in the shower, you know, when you're singing a song, or you're driving in the car by yourself, right. the song is on the radio, you're just jamming out, and you're like, man, that sounds good, I, I could do this. Right. So everyone thinks they have it in them. How did you know that it was in you? Like, hey, you know, I'm good at this, like, maybe I can make a living out of this, or make money, or do something like this. What was well, that I, for you? But the moment was when... To be honest with you, I didn't even know I could do it. <laughs> I make my friends laugh and my and my family laugh and everybody around me that laugh, like people I meet, I make them laugh or whatever. And I didn't know that I had it in me to do it until I did my second show. And my second show was a blast because I did a drag queen show. And you know, yeah. if you don't know, but you better know that drag queens are very serious about their business, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a it was a drag queen stand up or get dragged down by drag queens, right? And I did my first show. I was super, I was super scared because they was dragging people off the stage like crazy, like dragging them off, dragging them off, like get off the stage, get off the stage. And I'm like, oh my god! And when they call my name, and I got on stage and I put everything out there, 
and they kept me on for like eight minutes and I'm like, oh my God, I'm still on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> and then I <laughs> then I knew that I I had the audience laughing and going crazy and clapping and having a good time. And when they call and then when I got off, I had people coming to me and want autographs and want to take me out to breakfast and want to do this and want to do that. And I said, Oh my God, I do have it, you know. That was that mm-hmm. moment that I was like, I got what it takes to do what I love to do, you know, and, and so that's when I knew that I had, and they asked me to come back and I came back and I did it again. And they was like, we love you, you know? And I'm like, I took pictures with them and I was like, this is awesome. I was like, let me go somewhere else and see, can I do it somewhere else? And I started making my own little tour and then it it hit off from there. Did you have anyone to help you? Any uh, mentors or anyone that reached out and was like, hey, I see something in you. Let me take you under my wing and show you how it's done. Give, give you some tips. Or was this all just you? No, no I didn't. I, I never had a mentor. Um, I think that I go off of, of, of looking at other people's shows, other comics, you know. And no one asked me to take him under the wing. Um, actually, I was about to go to New York before COVID. And this lady named Rachel, uh, she was about to... Um, talk to me and and you know see what I have and see can she represent me but unfortunately COVID happened and a lot of things happened to her as well and um unfortunately and so I reached back out to them recently and they asked me to come back to New York so I'm just trying to figure out when I'm gonna go back to New York and see how that works but I never had no mentor um just me going off a of fly you know just freelancing myself and see what happens you know um when I get that mentor to put me on their wing, I'm ready for it, you know. But other than that, no, I'm doing everything, you know, freelancing myself, you know, basically. Now, the thing about COVID and it it, it awoken a lot of, of, of hidden just feelings inside of people where it's it's like, you know, it, it started off the same way as, as, as yours did, at least my story did with the whole furlough thing. And I was out of a job for a couple of months. And there's uh-huh. that transition where you're like, what am I going to do? Because right. you're, you're you're preconditioned from a young age that hey I'm going to go to school I'm going to I'm going to hit 18 I'm going to get a job I'm going to provide my family and that's all I'm doing you, you don't think outside the box COVID forced people to think outside the box you had to right. be creative you had to make money somehow some way so hmm. I just wanted to ask you how long was was your recovery period of being furloughed and then finding out like hey there's more to this I could do other things how long did it take for you to get into that mindset of all right. I'm, I'm furloughed. I'm down, but I'm not out. I'm going to make something happen. Um, when they first furloughed me, um, it was in April of, of 2020. Um, and I was, I was, miserable, I was miserable for like probably for like two months because I was like, what am I going to do? Like they kept saying that, you know, they're going to call me back or call people back to come back. And, you know, they had to let go a certain amount of people. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then around May, I was like, I was laying in bed one day and I was like, I cannot, I cannot do this. I cannot. Oh, my God. I got to find something. This right here is not me. Like, I cannot sit here and wait for someone to tell me that I can come back or I'm not coming back because I don't like disappointments, you know? And I was like, this, you know, when you put your time and energy into something and you feel like you're doing such a good job and then when they let you go 
And I understand that they had to let some people go. But if you was one of the decisions that they had to let go, it, it's, it does something to you, you know, mm-hmm. especially if you work super hard for them. You know what I mean? And yeah. you're doing overtime and you're doing extra work and you're doing taking other people's job, you know, doing other people's work. And and then you look at me like, why me? Like out of all these people, why me? I understand that you had to let some people go, but why me? So I, I thought about a long, I thought about that all the time, and I'm like, you know what? I can't feel sorry for myself. I have to actually do something, and I actually have to to get out this this funk that I was in. And then I was like, okay, give me answers. I'll call on God. Give me some answers, please. And then he was like go for your podcast, do your stand up, do what you got to do. And I prayed on it and I prayed on it. Let me tell you something. If anybody, if you don't believe in God, then that's fine. If your religion is different, that's fine. But me, I'm a true believer of God. And I understand, like, I let him give me my answers and I just go with the flow and let, let, let whatever leads that way. It goes that way. I can't, I start to worry, but I let all my worry go because I was like, if I'm worried, I'm a little old. I don't want to look old. I don't want to see here look like I'm beat up, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I just went with the flow and I prayed on it. And this is what led me. It, he led me down this path. And I just let everything fall off my shoulders and let him take take the wheel. And I'm just going to follow it. Whatever he stirs it, that's which way I go. And that's how I am right now. And my mom told me the other day, she was like, babe, she's like, your whole demeanor changed. I said it would change, especially when you're in COVID. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I would not change. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You started, you started think about the things that you was doing, and now this is a moment to realize things. You spend more time with your family. Um, you're, you're communicating more. You're not out the house all the time. Nine to five, you're always gone. In my, you know, your daughter is in school, you're gone and this and that and this and that. This is the time to mend. And it, it made me think of a lot of things like this is what I need to be doing at this time. Some COVID was bad for people, but I think it was good for me because it made I me realize. Mm-hmm. I, I, no, I, I do. I, I say the same thing. I, I feel like it was good for me. It, it sucked because. Yeah. It's weird because we never met before. We never talked before this. And we've been talking now for about 25 minutes or so. And our stories mm-hmm. are very similar, except for you're way more successful and better looking than I am, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I was furloughed in April, and it was exactly two months until I found the job that I'm in now. And I became successful at the job I'm at now. And the job I was furloughed at actually brought me back. And, and I recently just put my two weeks in over there, and I left there to do the job that I found post-COVID. Because I just feel like it. There's going to be two different classes of people that come out of this. Mm-hmm. You're going to have people that are like, you know what? And, and and I feel like COVID broke the system because you were always supposed to, you know, go to work, provide and come home. That That's it. Don't ask questions. Mm-hmm. Don't don't pursue your your hidden you know, uh, the talents. Don't don't do that. Just do what we tell you to do. Get a job, go to work, pay your taxes, go home and then you die. And that's it. COVID right. broke the system. People are finding that inner talent now. They're, they're doing what they want to do. And post-COVID, people are just going to be like, you know what? I don't want to go back to work. I, I, I want to draw. I want to tell jokes. I want to be creative. I think you're going to see a different world. You're going to see people that have drive like you, and then you're going to have people that just want to live off the system. And I just well, feel it's going to be a mess. 
and it, and it's true. I mean, people have. I mean, COVID gives them a chance to do what they want to do, correct? And unfortunately, COVID was bad for some people because they lost their homes and lost some lives and and stuff like that. And honestly, to, to tell you the truth, I lost some people through COVID, right? And it also make you realize that that you have to live life because nothing is promised. And if you're gonna stand still and not live who you really supposed to be, then you lost a lot because at this point, COVID should even told you two things that you can still be the same or you want something different to happen in your life. You know, you need to focus on what you want to do in life, not what everybody else wants you to do in life, you know, because if you don't reach your potential, um, I, I don't know with me, I feel like if I kept doing what other people wanted me to do or felt like that the society, this is what society wanted or this is what we're supposed to do, I wouldn't be doing this, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think I would be miserable, you know? I will be a bitter woman, you know, always mad all the time, like, mm-hmm. <sighs> coming home. And I hate coming home pissed off. Oh, I got to go to work tomorrow, you know? Oh, <laughs> you know? And I don't, I don't want to do that. I want to be able to get up and be like, oh, good morning. You know, I don't want to be like, what's wrong with you? I just got to go to work tomorrow. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're miserable. You're miserable. Stop being miserable. And that's what's wrong with people today. They get jobs that they're miserable at. Mm-hmm. They're making a lot of money, but you're miserable. Stop being miserable. Find something that you want to do. I mean... I don't care if you like computers. If that's what you enjoy, go for it. Find a job that you just want to work on computers. If you like doing, you know, numbers, find a job that does, does numbers. Everybody has a different passion. Everybody doesn't have the entertainment passion. Everybody doesn't have the same passion. But whatever your passion is, find that job. So when you go, some people like customer service, speaking to people. I don't like going to a store when you don't want to be there because this is not the job that you prefer. Don't do a customer service. Please don't. Because I do not like <laughs> someone going. Um, I don't like going to a store and you had customer service and you're going up there and saying, hi, how are you? Fine. And I'm like, this must not be the job you want to be in because customer service is supposed to be, hey, I'm great. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So find a job that you want because customer service is not it. So, you know, I think people need to find what they love to do, no matter what it is nursing or teaching or whatever you like doing do it because this is the time because you never know what's going to happen in the next years or the next years you know what i mean because if covid can do this and shut everybody down mm-hmm. you never know you know you never know what happens next you don't know what's going to come next so you got to do what you got to do right now because you don't know service, though, it's tough i mean I've I've worked customer service for a long time, and you you're asked that same question by multiple people. But you're always told that same joke, you know, like oh, a customer comes up the line, oh, how my day is much better now because you're here, uh-huh. and, and it, it, it's it's like you you got to be the world's greatest actor to be a customer service person because you got to act like you give a shit about whatever exactly. this person is bringing to you. Yeah, you do, but. You have to love your job too, because when you go in custom service, you know you're gonna have these people that is, is so like, I don't know, you're gonna have these crazy people, crazy ass people that comes in and they're gonna say crazy stuff. But you know, at the same time, you have to, like you said, you have to be an actor. If you're not an actor, you have to have the passion to be like, okay, 
just you know, just roll it off and have that day. Let the customer do what they got to do, and not to leave. Then you have an attitude, but don't mm-hmm. do it in front of the person because you have a bad day. And that's another thing too that I that I don't like is like when you having a bad day at home and things are not going right with you at home. I don't like taking it out in public, only yeah. because like it's a bad thing to do because you're damaging a lot of things outside the home because leave that stuff that leave that shit at home mm-hmm. when you go to work bring that bring what you're supposed to bring at, at work and leave all the anger at home or the upsetness at home and then you deal with that when you get back home don't bring it with you all the way because you're upset you know and you and the rub is on other people you know and, yeah. and you don't want to do that you don't you don't want to bring what you have at home me I don't really let a lot of things. I ignore people. So that's just not my thing. <laughs> I, I listen to, you know, how you say you go out, come in one ear and go out the other. Yes. That's me. I don't, I don't like to argue. So I just like, someone says up to me, I just go out one ear and come out the other. And I'm like, okay. And I just like, and then they'll come out with a conversation again. I'm like, what'd you say? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really listening. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? And my, and my main, my main thing is, oh, okay. And I just keep going. Cause I'm like, oh, okay. You know, but other than that, you know, and then it's like when people see say that I'm a stand up comic, they were like, oh, I got a joke. And then they say a joke and I'm looking at them like, oh, OK, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they kind of with a joke, like, I, I want to be a comedian. Oh, listen to this joke. And then they'll say a joke and I'm like, oh, OK, OK, cool. You know what I mean? Like what I was supposed to say. Oh, that's supposed to, that's really funny. <laughs> you know, <laughs> It's crazy. It's something that you said re- really, and I guess this is the word of 2020, 2021, is triggered. And and, and something you said did trigger me, and it, it just brought about my whole motto now is, is I'm trying to be a better person. I'm trying to be a nicer human being. And something that you said really did trigger me here. And it's the fact that you said that, you know, just being a nice person or, or having a bad attitude and bring it out the house and give it to someone else, it does cause some somewhat of a chain reaction where if I'm a consumer and I go to a store, let's say I go to Walmart and Caramel Lucas is the cashier and I'm having a bad day. My wife and I got into a fight. I right. go to line. You're like, Hey, welcome to Walmart. How can I help you? Did you find everything you're looking for today? I'm like, listen, just bring my stuff up. I'm not good for it. And, 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 and then I pass off to you my bad day when you were having a good day. And now you're having a bad day. You might go to the break room. Like, I just had an asshole customer. And then you give it to them and then they bring it home to their kids and their kids give it to someone else. And when it's this whole bad thing that started at this one moment, just spread out to this whole thing. And now you're just connected with all this bad energy when it could easily be a good moment because you could be having a bad day. And I could be that same customer coming up to your line and, and you're like, welcome to Walmart. How can I help you? I'm like, Hey, how you doing? You know, I, oh, you're, you thank you for your customer service. You're such a great person. You look great. Everything is great about you. And then maybe that will turn your day around and you could turn someone else's day around. Exactly. I think that's underestimated. Exactly. And that's what the plan is supposed to be. I mean, like, like, that's how I feel, you know, like everybody doesn't feel the same way. Everybody, some people are just negative people, you know, and they just having a bad day all the time, you know what I'm saying? So there's the people that you need to get away from. But at the end of the day, it go, it's like a chain, you know, everybody, you know, like you said, if you're having a bad day, you know, it's a change kind of because you could make somebody else have a bad day and that day didn't go around and around and around and everybody like, we having a bad day today. You know, I had a bad day. The customer, you can go home. That one customer can make you go home and be like, I'm having a bad day. I don't want to talk to nobody else in, ha- yes. in the house. You know, because that one customer was cussing you out, calling you names or because they say you did something wrong. You had a bad day. 
when it can easily be said, I can help you and, you know, make them smile or whatever, whatever. But it's just the energy. It's the kind of energy that comes around you. And I try, I try my best to stay around positive energy. I don't want any negative energy. I had to, you know, when you start a brand new life or you, you try to, to turn your life around to a positive way, it's a lot of negative things you have to let go, you know? And it's a lot of people and a lot of different things that you used to do, you have to let go. And to have a positive income and a positive outcome, energy, universe, and all this stuff. So I had to do a lot of things to become more positive in my life because that's all I want. I just want positivity. Um, and I don't want to hear anything about negative. I don't care about nobody else's problems. Don't come up with your problems. I don't got time for that. But if you want me to talk to you and give you some advice or mentor you on some things, I can do that. But I just don't like a whole lot of negativity around me. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm, I'm with you a thousand percent now. Let me just ask you, because you do wear a lot of hats, and I just want to ask you here, because you're a very good person at what you do. Like, you, you do everything well. Um, is there anything that you wanted to do that you're like, maybe I'm not good at this? Like, basically, is there anything that you started that you didn't finish? You're like, maybe I'm just not good at this one thing. Well, i be honest, yeah. Um, it's two things. Well, I'm good at it, but I don't think I'm the best at it. But I, um, dancing and singing. You know, um, I love to sing, and uh, my daughter says I can sing, but I'm too afraid to uh, sing for anybody. You know, I sing for her all the time, but she's like, Mom, you should just get on. And I'm like, nah, I don't know. I'm afraid to do that. And I started to do it, but I was like, eh, I was going to go to some classes to do it. And I was like, eh, no, I'm not going to do that. And I love the dance. Dancing is one of the things I love to do also. And I could dance, but professionally, no, I was going to go to some classes for that too. But I was like, mm, nah. Um, but I love to sing more than anything. And I was going to go for it, but I was like, Nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just sit that down for a little bit. Why? Mm. Well, what's the difference? I mean, I'm afraid. You, I'm afraid. Why? Like I'm afraid. Why? I don't know. You're telling jokes in front of people that can easily turn your night into a terrible night and throw uh, tomatoes at you and say you suck. But singing, it's I'm the afraid. same thing. Why? No, it's not. I'm <laughs> afraid. I'm a. <laughs> I'm so afraid. Like, I am so afraid. Like, I'm scared. Like, I don't know. I'm scared. I did one song and with this guy, and he put me in the studio, and I did it. And everybody said I sound good, but I was like, it's his song. So I just let him have it because I was like, I don't want nobody to hear me sing. <laughs> I don't know. I'm super scared. Like I'm so scared. Like I'm so scared. Like I'm 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 like frightened to do it. Like I don't know. That's just it's something that that scares me. Like someone say you want to sing and I'm like, mm, mm, I mean, mm -mm. I think singing would be easier because when you're telling jokes, you're you're basically writing about your own life experiences and it's coming from you internally. Singing, you're just putting out your your voice and just saying words that someone else might have written or maybe you wrote yourself, but I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like there's more of a personal connection when you're writing jokes and putting it out on stage 
and, and, and telling your, your life's work or whatever you've been working on for however long you've been doing it. And, and, and just seeing if you can make people laugh and trigger a reaction from them. But singing just seems like something that you either have it or you don't. And right. if you're good at it, pursue it. I, I, I don't know. Like, personally, I would just be more scared to tell jokes on, on stage and sing. Right. And every, my mom said that, too, because when my mom, when I sing for my mom, my mom was like, hey, you know, and she's like, I knew you could sing because your dad can sing. And I'm like, yeah, you know, and. I don't know. My daughter would be like, mom, she should always say, mom, my mom can sing. And I'm, she's like, but she won't do it. I don't know. That's just something that I, I just can't put myself doing. I don't know. I want to do it. I want to try it and see what happens. But at the same time, I'm like, Mm-mm, not for me. Well, what do you see yourself doing long term as far as like of all the things that you're doing? Which one do you see yourself doing as far as, like, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life? Is it telling jokes? Is it um, making movies? Is it just everything? I like making movies. It's a lot of work. But um, I think for me, it's two things. I think I think me being a stand-up comic, I love it. And podcasting. Um, I love, um, actually, uh, now I'm hosting a, uh, a open mic night uh, for a pizza restaurant i do it every month um get enough chance for people to come out and other comics to come out and you know practice their stuff you know their material so i i host that every every month for them and um it's getting bigger and bigger so i do that so i think stand-up comic is what i love to do the most um i could see myself in movies doing that um or i could see myself opening up for somebody and just um Doing stand up, I love stand up. Um, I I think that's the thing that I want to do the most is stand up. I want thousands and thousands of people to come to my show. The thing about stand up too is you can do that young, old. It doesn't matter what you look like. Doesn't matter like if you gain weight, if you if you look a certain way, if something happens, you you can't deny funny. You started off as a model, though, and I wanted to ask you about the modeling thing, because being a model, I, I feel like there's a very small window for someone to make the maximum amount of money or just get the most out of it, because you can gain weight, you can get to an accident, God forbid, you like burn, you get a burn in your face, and that could be your career, because your, your career is your looks, you got to maintain your looks. With comedy, right. you just, you just got to be funny. Right. Is, is there a reason why you gave up the modeling? I model here and there. Um, I felt like the modeling that I was doing, um, felt I wasn't, I felt like my daughter was getting older and I was doing, like I said, I was doing eye candy modeling. Um, and I felt like I can went to high fashion or something like that, but modeling, it, it wasn't, it was fun, but the industry became different. And when I say that it's because everybody became a model. And not saying that everybody shouldn't be a model. I'm not saying that, but it's Instagram models, right? Yeah. It, it, all kinds of models now, you know, and I think modeling became a different industry for me. And I was like, okay, I don't know what they're looking for now because everybody's a model right now, you know? Every time you turn around, you're looking at a model. Oh, you're a model? Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, okay. You know? And I and I give everybody props of when we become a model doing um doing photography or doing runway or doing everything. But to me, I thought model was a specific look, a, a specific you know how they're supposed to be. But now, 
this time it's all kinds of models, you know? And I just decided to just get out of that situation, that, that environment and go to somewhere else. Cause I like my own zone, you know? <laughs> and I like creating my own zone. So I, I try to find a different way of making my own lane. I don't want to be in everybody else's lane. You know, I don't want to have to, you know, deal with this person, deal with that person. Because if you don't know it, modeling is competition as well. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people just trying to compete on who the best model or she's better in behind the scenes. It's not good. You know, in the front of the scenes, it looks nice. But behind the scenes, it's a lot of chaos. What goes on behind the scenes? Oh, a lot. <laughs> you know, behind the scenes is 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 you know a lot of hate a lot of i'm the best model or you don't look better than me or i don't like this person or she can't be the head model or she can't do this and she it's a lot of bad things behind the scenes and some good things too but it's not support you know that that model is trying to be better than the next model like anything any sport it's like a mm-hmm. sport you know i'm trying to be better than this person you try to be better than that person you know and it's like a sport behind the scenes. And then when you're on stage, you have to let it all go and, and perform and do what you got to do. But behind the scenes, everybody, like, if you have a fashion designer, she picks and chooses who she wants to wear her, her garment. And if they don't pick the right person to wear the garment, and this person want to wear the garment, guess what? She's going to get mad at that person because she's wearing a garment. You see what I'm saying? So. It sounds very petty. It's very petty, but. They want, oh, I want to model for this this fashion designer. I want to model for this fashion designer. But the fashion designers choose who they want to model, who want to model that garment. But that person, that model can get mad at this model because she want to wear that garment. And that's not fair. You know, they didn't choose. The fashion designers chose who they want. But they get mad at the person and they don't talk, oh, she wore that garment, they wore that garment. Oh, come on now. Get, mm. I don't got time for that. So, I, you know, I just got out of that. You know, I don't got time for that. You know, and... I was like, forget, forget modeling. You know, I, I, you know, do a couple photo shoots here and there. I haven't had done a photo shoot in a long time, which I need a new one. But at the end of the day, that's not what I'm focused on. You know, some people ask me to model for them and I'm like, okay, <laughs> do I really want to do it? Mm, but I do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but other than that, you know, I did a couple acting. I was in a couple movies and I did that and it was fun, you know, but acting is not my thing either. You know, um, I mean, I can act, but I, I want to be, I don't want to do dramatic movies or nothing like that. I want to do funny movies. Mm. I want to be in a movie with, with some funny comedians, you know, Adam Sandler, uh, somebody, you know, I want to <laughs> be the funny, funny movies, you know, some comedian movies. That's what I want to do. Comedy. Absolutely. Love comedy. Absolutely. Now, let me ask, because you are a woman of color. I want to ask you about discrimination in, in business because you have your hands on a lot of different things. Do you feel like uh, just being a woman of color, do you think that helps you? Do you think it hurts you? Have you noticed discrimination in the business? Have you uh, ever, like ever seen it firsthand and how do you deal with that? To be honest, I never dealt with it. <laughs> um, everybody that uh, I meet, Caucasian, Black, Asian, no matter what color they are, they always give me that mad respect. And they never, ever uh, put me into a situation that I had to deal with that. You know, um, they gave me respect. They talked to me with respect. They never try to do anything to make me feel different from any other, you know, and that made me feel good. 
you know, it makes me feel like, okay, you know, they treat me like a human. Like they don't say negative things or prejudice things or say anything out the way to me. And I'm blessed for that because I know a lot of other people um, deal with stuff like that, but I had never had to deal with anything like that. And not saying that I'm not going to, but so far so good. And I've been blessed for that, you know, and if I did, I would just cuss cuss the asses out, you know, (laughs) you know, just let them know where they can go. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I don't, don't, you know, look, I, I'm a type of woman that, you know, I hold my, I stay on my own and I will cuss your ass out in a minute. I don't care. Hurt your feelings or not. I don't Mm -hmm. care. Don't, you're not going to sit here and disrespect me. No, it's not going to happen. Hell, Hell no. And and a lot of people think they look at me and be like, she's not the girl to mess with. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think they like, hold up, before I say something to her, let me say something nice first and see where she's coming from. Because even like she will stab me five times in a row, like mm-hmm. not stop. Like. <laughs> now, how much of yourself do you put into your, your your act when you're doing your stand-up comedy? Is it coming from? Your, your, your own personal experiences are, are you just saying things that you know is going to trigger a reaction or make people laugh? It's come from my experiences. You know what I'm saying? What I've seen, I told everybody don't do anything around me because I'm going to tell it. So, <laughs> so um, it comes from my experiences is what I've been through and, you know, what I've seen and, you know, what we talk about, about the world, about people that does stupid shit, you know what I'm saying? And I want to tell everybody what you've done, so don't do nothing around me. And, you know, it comes from everywhere, you know, so I tell everybody, watch out. So, <laughs> you know, you don't get talked about, you better go ahead, because I'm the, you know, I'm the one to talk about you. But mm-hmm. other than that, yeah, you know, actually, I have a show tonight, honestly. <laughs> Okay, where at? Tell tell us where the show is at. Okay, the the show's in Daytona, Daytona Beach. Um, okay. is at Downtown Live, and um, I actually perform. I go, I leave tonight. Um, it starts at eight, and I'm super excited about it. And um, I actually they're auditioning me. I didn't know that until yesterday, and so I can see if I'm gonna be a, a regular there, so I can you know start making money at their at their club. So. I'm super excited about it. I have to kill it tonight, though. Like, God, please let me kill this tonight. <laughs> you know, I'm so ready. Like, I was sitting here. I'm gonna tell you, I was like sitting here thinking about it. this morning. I woke up seeing jokes. I was like, okay, this is what I'm gonna say. You know, what I'm saying? I gotta get myself hyped up. You know what I'm saying? Like, hype myself up. I gotta hype up. If I don't hype up, I'm gonna be like looking at everybody like, um, hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm excited. And I want to get, get like I'm so hyped and so so I'm gonna be down there like yeah come on you know how you get hyped up for a football team yeah <laughs> now the, the the whole thing about this is it's like a joust almost it's like you versus the crowd it's it's like a boxing match you gotta go out there you throw a few punches you gotta feel the other person out you gotta feel out the crowd yeah. in a comedy show how do you do that because. You, you you start off at, at at zero. I mean, everyone is is just waiting. They got they got these solemn looks in their faces. They're waiting for you to speak. You speak. You say something. How do you get them on your side? How how do you you win them over? Because it, it can go south real quick. Oh my god, yes. So what I do is I go to the club early, right? And then I start talking to people. Isn't that fucking crazy? <laughs> well, like people in the audience or people that, that yeah you're working yeah with yeah. 
Yeah, so I started talking to the people in the audience get, so they can get to know, hey, how are you? You're okay. <laughs> start laughing at people and, you know, just joking with people for, for a second. And then I was like, they was like, you what? You going to go on stage? Yeah, I'm going on stage. Okay, we can't wait to see you. Yay! You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know I want myself first so everybody can know who I know. Hi, girl, hey. I'm not mad at you there. You gotta do it. When I get on stage, they're looking at me like, yay! You know, (laughs) and so I tell my jokes then, you know, because I try to, I try to, you know, see the vibe of the audience first and then go from there. just to see how they, they react. If it's a little like a, a, a like an audience that I'm not going to get through, I'm like, damn, what kind of jokes I'm going to throw at these people? You know what I'm saying? Because some people are sitting there looking at you like, mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. That ain't funny, you know? Uh, you're always going to get those. <laughs> oh, my God. And that's, like, the most embarrassing thing because they'd be like, not a joke! <laughs> I was like, what the hell? I'm getting you all the jokes I got. God damn. But they, um, people are people. And it's funny because they are so, they so human. I mean, sometimes I feel that humans are like cartoon characters. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying everybody, but we are cartoon characters. We do a lot of crazy things. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, huh? No, I was just saying, oh, absolutely. And the thing about people is some people put themselves in situations that make themselves miserable on purpose. Like they will go to a comedy show without wanting to laugh. They just want to go there to make your life miserable. Like, you paid for a ticket, asshole, and and you're here telling me I suck, and you told the last person they suck, you're going to tell the next person they suck, so why the fuck are you here? Exactly, like, like they are so miserable, and then, like, they want to, oh, boo, boo, I'm like, oh, (laughs) shit, these people, and then, uh, I don't know, it's just, like, where you go, and the vibe that you go around, and it's what you do, so you're never going to make anybody happy, right? Someone's going to be miserable. Someone is going to be miserable. While everybody else is clapping, someone else is going to be like, boo! You know? Yeah. Regardless of what you do, that's how it is, you know? So, there you go. my, My personal favorite joke that I've heard of yours, and this one really hits close to home because I do this to my wife all the time, but she doesn't have quite the reaction you had during this joke. Now we, go, now, we go to Walmart a lot because that's, like, the store that has everything, and it's local here, down here in South Carolina, where I live. And uh-huh. we're walking up and down aisles, and I'll just grab a feel, like, like, like I'll just grab her butt, and I'll just grab a boob here and there, and she'll say, stop, don't touch me, don't touch me. I'm like, no, we can get it on right here in the middle of the aisle. <laughs> so when I heard the joke that you told <laughs> about public displays of affection in Walmart, I lost it. I thought it was hilarious how you're like, you just look at your man and be like, no, you're going to fuck me and I don't care who watches. I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> so you should leave oh, with that God, joke tonight. Yes. I love that joke. Oh, yes. oh, my God. You know what? For some reason, it's like public affection is everything. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like people will be looking at you like you're crazy if, if your man <laughs> grabbing your butt or if he's or if he's messing with your boo people people look at you you should see the people's faces like they look at you like what the hell is going on over there you know what i'm saying and like shit and, you want some too come on i'll grab yours yeah, exactly. you want to join, <laughs> like, join in come on you can come over come on come on you know what i'm saying so it's, and then i had this other joke too about 
about me um borrowing money from my cousin and it was like saying that I was borrowing money from my cousin and then I forgot about it I bought like $50 from him or whatever and later down the line he was uh, asking me for his money or some shit and I'm like what the hell are you talking about I ain't borrowing money for you and he was coming up with with, <laughs> with different receipts and shit like oh yeah you borrow money for this and borrow money for that and I'm like oh, God damn. this is so funny I be saying some stupid shit and I was telling telling people about my dad when I see my dad I'm gonna ask him to because uh, you know, recently I just found my father, you know, and then um, recently I just met with my biological father probably like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Congratulations. Right. And that's when he was telling me about my mom always told me what he was doing. But, you know, he told me more about what he was going, what was going on, him touring and all this stuff and singing. And he sung for me and sound good or whatever. But I was having this joke that when I meet my father, I'm gonna make sure that he give me child support. You know, <laughs> and then it was just so funny. Everybody started laughing, and I'm like, "Yeah," because you know, shit. He he owed me so many years of child support that he that he's going to be broke as shit. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. um, my mom, my mom used to go to my comedy shows a lot, and um, she she was my main supporter. And um, yeah, it was just funny. It was just funny the way I said it, and everybody else was laughing, and they had a good time, and. I was talking about my bipolarness and how I change out wigs and my man don't know who I am half of the time when I get out of bed. <laughs> who the hell is this today? <laughs> I come with a blonde wig and I come with a dang red wig. He was like, who the hell I'm fucking today? <laughs> there's, something, there's something to that now. now and this is, this is my biggest beef with, with, with women, with all of you women in general, is the fact that you guys can go to a bar single as hell right you can go there just looking good titties looking like bow the ass is bang everything is looking good right hair's looking great the makeup but then you can take home a dude and the next morning he wakes up to someone else because the girdle comes off you know they take off the bra that makes the titties look good and everything the makeup comes off and then it's like who the fuck am i with they take off the wig and you're like what the snaggle tooth bitch what the fuck am i what did i bring home how much did i drink that's what i hate because man this is what we got this is all we got exactly. here. Like you guys can go online buy a dildo any size you want, but this is this is it. This is us. Exactly. No, favorite. that's not true. Hold up. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Back that up. Back that up. Same thing. The women go do the same thing. Come on now, because we can go to bed with men, and they have now they have these spray-on hair. Okay, so now now the, the damn spray-on is on the fucking pillow. Okay. <laughs> They can put these really oh, arrows on. They can, take, they can take their teeth out and they can be snagged a tooth like a motherfucker, okay? So <laughs> don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted, okay? They can, add, they can add extra penis in their pants. And then when they take that bitch off, you're looking like, what the fuck is that? You know How? what I'm saying? So don't. How? So, so, so wait, like you're saying that like some dude at the bar has got a banana in his pocket. And then he no, goes home with a girl. No, they can buy. No, they buy, They can buy some. They can buy extra for their penis. Um, it's on. Uh, trust me, I know. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> so you can buy extra, but it's not real. It's not permanent, right? It's not real, but it can look like it's real. You mm. know, in your pants, it can look like it's real in your pants. But when you take it off, you get what you get. You know, so you can fool a female. That's like that's like when when um. When um when the women you know when they're um dykes or lesbians 
And when they um you buy penises, it's like that. They can strap on penises and stuff like that. It's like that. And they look like they really have a penis. You know what I'm saying? And they, yeah. you know, right. So guys can do that too. And guys be lying too. They be lying about their beards and shit. It's all sprayed on and stuff like that. The sideburns and all that good stuff. You know what I'm saying? So don't play. We don't get everything that we were looking for either. So don't even play like that. <laughs> Y'all can betray something as well. You know, y'all have these, y'all can sew on hair, y'all can put, you know, it's just, y'all put weed in, a lot of guys put weed in their hair and do all kinds of things too. So these days, nothing is strange because everything is strange. Okay? Because you're oh, looking absolutely. like, what the hell? What the hell? I didn't even know. What the what? What? So it's a lot of things going on behind the scenes that we both like. What the hell? What is really going on? So what is dating like nowadays? Because uh, you, you did mention that you have a daughter, um, but you didn't mention a spouse. So are so are you single? Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. Maybe I shouldn't ask that one. <laughs> let's just say this okay i'm not gonna say if i'm single i'm not gonna say if i'm married i'm not gonna say none of that what i will say is that i get me okay, okay. so i do me and i do me with this one person for a long period of time how about that and um i and uh yeah i'm happy <laughs> good. Good. I'm, I'm I, I've been with this person for a long period of time. I don't like putting on my personal business because I don't, because, you know, sometimes I feel like, honestly, when you say you're married or as you say you're single, people come at you different ways, right? Yes. So, so I don't put out that part of me because the only reason why I put out my daughter, so you know I had to have somebody's, somebody's penis inside of me to have a daughter, right? So <laughs> She's open for business. <laughs> <laughs> so... So the thing about it is, like, you know, when you say you're single, you have all these people coming at you, right? Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh, my fucking God, like, where are these coming from? You know what I'm saying? But then when you say you're married, it's a certain place that people be like, mm, you know what I'm saying? They don't only look at your pictures no more. Or they'll be like, she's married. Forget it. Or they'll come after you anyway because you're married. You know what I'm saying? So weird, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're very weird. So I don't put out, if I'm married, I don't put out if I'm single. I don't put out anything. But I will say that I'm well, well taken care of when it comes to the sexual part of me. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm super, 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 super happy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nothing's going nothing's gonna to stop that. So, so yeah. Yeah. Amen to that. Hallelujah. You know, mm -hmm. so. Yeah. So other than that, you know, I'm not looking for nobody because um, at this point I am. A, I'm looking. It's my career and my daughter, you know, but. There's definitely care. something to that, though. There's definitely uh, yeah. something to that. You know, man, a man is a man. You know, all got the same shit. Y'all all got penises. I don't, I don't care about that. You know, you had to stimulate my mind instead of how big your penis is. You know, I'd be, oh, yeah. big penis. so what? Stimulate my mind. Tell me something smart. If you can't tell me nothing smart, then get the hell out of my face. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I can use I some think, good sex. Yeah, I think men care more than the women do because some men get so wrapped up in, 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 in the little things that they end up depriving themselves of what could be fruitful relationships in the future because a woman doesn't give a shit about that. They don't oh. care about the size. They don't care about and, and if they do, then that might not be the person for you if that's what they care about. But men care too much about these things. Like I feel like we're way too into our own heads half the time and women are just a lot easier to relate to 
if you just dropped the bullshit yourself and just got out of your own head a lot of times. Exactly. I feel like a lot of men think that because they got money or they because they got a nice, you know, can you use it? But um, so yeah. I think that they're so, you know, so into that that they can't find their true self or who they really are. Because a woman, basically, we're a sentimental people. We're emotional people. We're emotional creatures. So we love emotions. We love love. We love treating us like women. Treating us with respect. Show us that did you care more about us than our bodies. You know what I'm saying? Don't body shame us. Let us know that we are beautiful in our minds, not in our nowhere else. Because we got a big ass or because we got a big some big titties now and you want to be with me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Don't look at that. Look at something beyond that. Look at the mind. Like, it's so many women out here that feels like they need to get big butts or big titties because to win a man over. Mm-hmm. You know, their mind is is bigger than that. You have a beautiful mind, a beautiful set of yourself. Like, you don't have to get a big butt because the industry, the industry, have them thinking that this is what men want. You know. And all men are, and I'm telling you, all men are not the same, but at the same time, you know, this is what the industry is portraying, that you can have the big, who have the biggest ass or who has the biggest titties or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Me personally, if you don't accept me for me, then fuck you and keep it moving. Cause Mm -hmm. I don't got time. I don't got time to go to surgery to get no ass. I don't got no time to go no surgery to get no titties. I'm I'm already taking a load of what I got now. So I'm not going to do no extra. You know what I'm saying? I've got time. Well, it it makes perfect sense. And the thing is, is that the media in general is is such a powerful entity and they can make you one things that you don't really need in your life. Just like the big ass, the big titties. Obviously, you know, those are nice to look at. But is that really what you want in your bedroom? Is that what you want in your life? Is that a permanent fixture in your life? and, And the thing is, like, the reason why my wife and I have been together for 16 years and got two beautiful kids and live a great life together is because I never looked at those things. I always looked at, hey, is this a person that is going to be a good mother, a, a good caretaker, a, a good person to listen to? Most importantly, will they put up with my bullshit? And the answer was yes to all those boxes. So I don't care about the other stuff. And that's think, awesome. Well, the thing is, is like the media could really focus on that kind of stuff and not the big ass, the big titties, and maybe encourage people to be better people as opposed to looking better. Because looking better doesn't necessarily mean you are better. You're just a... Uh, Oh my god! On the eyes, that know? is so true. That's because you look good, and that's because that you looking nice and got that body by that body is on point. Doesn't mean that you're a good person inside. You know, you could be the worst person that you could possibly ever imagine. You know what I'm saying? And you have to have the whole package. I feel like the whole package is you can look good, but you have to have that 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 general soul. You know, you have to have that beautiful soul that someone want to be around you. You know what I mean? Not always negativity or feel like you have to have attention because you look good. I know some women think that because they look good that all the attention should be on them. But that's not how it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. And sometimes men are the same way, you know. So I don't know. It's just like it's, you get what you get. How about that? I'm going to say, if that's what you want, then go for it. Um, but behind every beautiful person in the forefront, they say you never judge a book by its cover. You ever mm. heard that before, right? 
Oh, never wow. judge a book by its cover. The book can look good on the outside, but the inside is fucked up. Mm-hmm. And that's how people can be too. And no matter if he's good looking or she's good looking or or they're both both good looking, it can something something's gonna trigger. If it doesn't trigger good, if it's you know, I don't know. People people do what they do, but me, I rather had the ugliest motherfucker in the world to be with than to have the prettiest motherfucker in the world. Cause I don't want him longer than I don't want him in the mirror longer than me. Okay. <laughs> And looks come and go. They come and go. But the personality is something that I've always realized can't change. People, if you're an asshole, you're always going to be an asshole. You can hide it, but you're going to be an asshole deep down inside. Looks come and go. You can be a beautiful person with a nasty attitude. And you're like, hey, I like the way she looks. But, you know, 50 years down the line, you're dealing with that attitude because the looks have come and gone. So I appreciate your point of view because it's, it's in line with the way I think. It's yeah. all about personality. Yeah, I mean, hey, I mean, I, I rather look like you said, looks come and go. You know, you know I'm not gonna look like this forever, and I want someone to accept me th- like that. You know, I'm not gonna be all glamorous all the time because I know I have my bad days, and I look bummy as hell, and I'm looking like with a scarf on my head with no makeup, looking like hello, you know. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you gotta accept me what how I am, you know. And I do the same, set that person how they are. And, you know, it's just, you know, well, you're going to be old with big, with a big, with a big ass booty, 70 years old, walking with a big ass booty. Yeah. I mean, like for real, like, and your tits going to be hanging, like your tits going to be perky and you walking around with perky titties at, at the 70 <laughs> years old, looking yeah. crazy. As hell. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what the you hell? Goddamn mutant walking around this bitch. I know. <laughs> I mean, you going to have a bad back. Okay, mm-hmm. your butt start look saggy. Like, come on, like, come on. Remember, <laughs> you gotta get older, and mm-hmm. when you get old, things change. Your whole body frame change. You know, as I'm getting old, I'm looking like, damn, I done changed. You know, <laughs> see, I don't want to say. You know, and I'm looking, at, I'm looking at my legs and my 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 face and my arms. I'm like, God, Lord, have mercy. Like, what's going on? Like, I'm getting older. Oh yeah, I forgot. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to have the same, you know, look all the time. So, oh, yeah. Anyway. I got a couple more questions here to ask you because there's and, and, and I'm saving the big ones for last. OK, so I want you okay. to get prepared here because I'm going to throw some 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 really hard hitting questions at you. <laughs> not okay. really. I mean, like this show is all about bullshit. And I mean, what is bullshit? And so anyway, I, I, I do. I do want to ask because you are the first guest on this show. We've been doing this podcast now for about three years now. About almost uh-huh. 400 episodes. You're the first guest on the show to have their own perfume. Ah! <laughs> How the fuck do you get your own perfume? And there's so many questions. I feel like we could do four hours of podcasting just on this one topic. How the fuck did you get your own perfume? Who the hell tells you, like, hey, this is what you smell like or, or, or your vision? <laughs> there's so much how, how the fuck is, is my question is how the fuck how the fuck see if you can answer that how the fuck this is so, this is so funny to me um so i i sitting down and i was like looking through like the website or something and i was like uh i know what i'm gonna do and so my <laughs> sorry I told my daughter, I said, you know what mommy's going to do? And she's like, what, ma? What you going to do? And I was like, 
I'm gonna get my own damn perfume. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> she said, Mom, are you really? I was like, Yeah, I think that would be perfect. Mm. You know what? It is so funny. Like, I didn't do it to, to at first, I was gonna do it to sell it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I didn't do it for that. I do it because. I wanted something for my. I just wanted to do it and see could I see could it come off right, right? And some, something that that I wanted to do just to see what happens. And I got with this company and I was like, "Look, I want to make some damn perfume, like for real. Like <laughs> I want to make my own damn perfume." And Whoa, he was like, <laughs> "He was like, he was like, his name his name is up here." He's from Paris. And he was like, you want to do what? I said, I want to make my own perfume. <laughs> and he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, come on, come on with some fragrance and let's make some things happen. And he was like, all right, let's go. Because he was like, listen, listen to me. Like, you just come out in the blue to tell me that you want to make some perfume. Like, for real. And I'm like, yeah. And he was like, your mind will never stop. <laughs> and I was like, no, it doesn't. So, so we uh, we put up some fragrance together. Um, I'm a, like a cashmere, vanilla type person, you know? Mm-hmm. And I like like the cashmere, the cinnamon, the, like the cedar woods, um, the vanillas, um, mm-hmm. like the... Like I like the like the vanilla scents and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And I was like, let's put these, you know, some fragrance together and see some oils together and see what come what it comes out to be. And um, he said, all right, let's do it. And so he's like, give me like a week or so, and um, I'm gonna get back with you and I'm gonna just come up with some scents and I'm like, and see, do you like them? I said, okay, cool, 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 cool. And then so. A week came and he sent me some fragrance and he said, smell these. He sent it through the mail and I was smelling. I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Orange blossom, yeah. Mm, vanilla, mm, cashmere, yeah. Mm, you know, yeah. yeah. I was just like smelling all these different ones and I told him, I emailed him back, this is what I want right now. Da, 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 da. He was like, okay. So he put the oils together and when he put the oils together, it took like a couple months, probably like two months. And he took the oils together and get everything together. And he sent me the package and he was like, there you go. And I got a package in the mail because he emailed me. He said, I sent the package to you. I sent your perfume to you. And we call it the sweetness of me, um, Caramel Lucas Fragrance, right? And and it says the sweetness on me. That's what it's named, the sweetness on me. Mm. And I said, okay. And then he um, sent me the package. And I opened up the package and says caramel, and I was like, "Yeah, baby, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got me some perfume, you know." That's so and, weird. And so uh, <laughs> I got the box. The box is beautiful, and it's a gift box. And um, when I got it, I was like super happy on myself, and I smelled. I'm like, "Damn, this shit is good," you know. And I, I show my daughter and and everything and my, and my daughter's like mom this smells good i said like, yeah it does huh and i said like, you think i should sell it she's like yeah mom sell it so we can get some money and i'm like uh i don't know so i put it on my website for a little bit 
But then I took it off because I was like, I don't really want to sell it. I just wanted to do something for me, you know. And yeah. if people want, if people want to know about it and they want to buy some, then I have the website for them to do it. You know what I'm saying? They can go to the website. I send them the website. They can go to it and they can order it. But if not, then I'm fine with that. It was just something that I wanted to do to see can I do it, you know. And I wanted something of me that I could say I have a. So what? What, what you talking about? I have a fragrance. What's wrong with you? You know what I mean? So I, I, I don't brag on the fragrance because I did it. And it's my fragrance. So no one can take that away from me. You know, uh, if I want to order a whole bunch of it, I can. If I don't, I don't have to. And if you want to order it, you can. If you don't want to, you don't have to. You know what I'm saying? But it's just something that I did for myself that I know that I have it. And anytime I want to get it, I can get it. Because there's no other fragrance Beautiful. but my fragrance. You know what I'm saying? Beautiful. I absolutely love it. Now, let me ask you about this um, book of yours, In Love with the Other Man. Now, yeah. how how did this topic come about? Is this uh, a fiction, a nonfiction? Just tell us as much as you can about this book that is now becoming, it's, it, it, it's, it's blossoming, it's becoming a movie. Yeah, actually, uh, the book is uh, basically about In Love with the Other Man. It's basically about four women that that uh, are best friends. And the four women are uh, Keisha, Liz, Tanya, and Denise. And these four characters are characters that that basically, uh, they're fi- it's a fiction book, but it's basically, um, I'm going to say, more of me and other people that I know. Okay? And um, so we have Denise. Uh, Denise is a, and each character have their own lives, but they are best friends and, you know, they live in each one of, in each other lives. So Denise is a, a, is a female who is married to a guy named Eric and he loves her very much. And their relationship is so stable and so well together that, that she um, wants to have kids, but she can't have kids. Right. But he still sticks by his wife. He loves his wife with everything. And I felt like women can relate to that because you don't need a, you need a man in your life. That's going to be stable and love you regardless of the fact of what you go through and what you don't go through. You know what I mean? So that's why I wrote to me. Um, Keisha, Keisha is a boss bitch. Okay. And, um, so Keisha was a real estate agent. She was in a relationship for two years or so. And her boyfriend was mentally abusing her and she get, had enough and she left him. Now that's for, for some, cause some women can relate to her. You know, there's a lot of women that think they need to stay in a relationship and that they don't have to stay in a relationship because if they get mentally abused, physical abuse or emotional abuse, they can, they can leave that relationship because if a man do that to you, then he don't love you. You know, and I felt like a lot of women can relate to her as well in her life, how she moved on, became that boss bitch. You know, she did she, um, you know, always look for him to do everything. But now she realized that she didn't need a man. She can do everything herself, you know. And then I have uh, Tanya. Tanya's the youngest of the group. And Tanya was a uh, young female. And she has a daughter that's five years old. But she leave her responsibility to her mother. And her mother's getting older and her mother already raised her. She don't want to raise her daughter too, you know? And Tanya's a party animal. She doesn't give a fuck about you or anybody else. She doesn't care about what she does, how she do it, or when she do it. She does whatever she wants. She can mess with your man, your man, or your man. It doesn't matter. Your girl, your girl, your girl. It doesn't matter who she mess with. As long as she's getting pleasure and she's happy with herself, she don't care about how other people feel. And that's Tanya. 
And then we have Liz. Liz is married. She has a husband named Frank. She has three kids. And Liz lives for her kids. She's a housewife. She lives for her kids. She do everything for her kids. And her husband, Frank, everybody hates. Because Frank is a type of man that feels that he can do whatever he wants, regardless of him being married, that he wants to have a single life. And he wants to deal with any woman and every woman that he possibly wants to deal with. And that's what he's going to do. And Liz decides to move do something different with her life because she was tired of being hurt by her husband and tired of her kids seeing what he's doing to her. And she feels like her son is the oldest. His name is Xavier that she feels that he's going to grow up being like his father. And she don't want that. She wants him to be a real man. And she has to teach him how to be that. Even his father doesn't do that. And so his Xavier starts hating his father because he feels like he sees what his father does to his mother. You know, and then Liz decided to do something else with her life. And um, yeah, and she finds out that one of her friends backstabbed her and that hurt her very much. And, you know, and so she's living a life. So I decided to make the base of the story off of Liz because I think more women need to see what happens after that. I think more women need to see that just because you are married doesn't mean that you have can you don't have to deal with the cheating and stuff like that because there's other men out there that wants to love you for who you are and your kids if you have kids you know and that's the reason why I did the movie because I want people to see Liz's life a little bit deeper mm-hmm. a lot of life lessons there's just a lot to unpack in that and the thing is a lot of people can draw inspiration from these and I know personally from my own life experiences I met quite a few Tanyas growing up and I do not like that bitch already Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I do not like her. Right, She's my right. least favorite character. But you know what? No, I don't mind telling the story because, like I said, it's on my website and it's on YouTube. So I don't mind telling the story. But Tanya, she, she, she's a nasty girl, you know, and, and she does some nasty shit. And, you know, and sometimes you have to look out for your friends because everybody that calls you your friends is not really your friends. You know what I mean? Yes. And that's because you talk with them on a daily basis and you do this and do that with them. Doesn't mean consider them as your friends. And uh, Tanya is out here everywhere, you know, and that's why you have to be mindful of who you deal with on, on a daily basis, you know, because they could be smelling your face and looking at your man at the same time, like, huh, I'm going to get you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. So, yeah. So that's why you have to be very mindful who you deal with because you don't want to deal with that. And then the funny thing about it is when I was doing the movie, um, Denise was the mother of the, of the group. You know, she was the, she was the headstrong. She kept everybody together. And when they found out that Tanya did what she did, they went, they cussed her the fuck out. And I went, look in the book, I went, I went in, I didn't care about what nobody felt. I mean, I just said what the hell I want to say. And in the movie, I did the same thing and they cussed her out. You know, and and the book, the book is so detailed and so well put together. Like they went at her ass and they was like, you so fucking stupid. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, so that's how the book went. And the movie goes the same way. And then I had some other characters in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just to show you a little lifeline of certain things. Like I had Craig and Felicia in there and they was a couple that um 
um, in the movie that Felicia was, uh, you know, I have different scenes. Like I'm telling you, my mind went everywhere, but it comes all together. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, Felicia and Craig was a couple that, that love each other very much, but Felicia went out and has had a threesome. Um, she did it twice and she was on Molly's. Twice. Yeah. And she did it twice and she was on some Molly's and, um, and Craig found out about it and, Craig was like he don't want to be with her no more because he can't believe that she's out there cheating when he's a dedicated boyfriend mm-hmm. and she you know she begged for him and he was like fuck that girl get the hell out of here you know what I'm saying like hell nah you like doing threesomes you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying like who does that why you you know I was gonna put it why you let me join but I didn't <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing I like about this book so far from from what you're saying it there's a lot of different experiences, a lot of different circumstances and things like that going on. And the thing that I like the most is it's not, you know, men are bad. Women are bad. No, everyone fucks up. And you see yeah, this from all different right. angles in the book. Right. Everyone fucks up. No one is, is excluded from this book. No one is perfect. You know, everybody has their their ways of living. And I believe that a lot of people can relate to this book because the book really tells each side of the story, tells the man's side of the story, tells the woman's side of the story, tells the grandmother's side how, you know, how what she's going through raising uh, raising her own daughter's kid at five years old. She's only five and she's raising her kid and when her kid should be there raising her. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And how she wants to go out and party all the time. It's not time for party. When you have a kid, you have responsibilities. You know, um, you have to find, you have to come to the um, a minimum and saying like the party days, okay, I could go party here and there, but I got to take care of my daughter. My mom took care of me. Now I have to take care of this. And I've seen, I've seen someone like this. And that's the reason why I wrote that. You know, I was, I seen somebody that, that went through this and I'm like, I'm going to write about it. You know, I've seen somebody like everything that I write about is something I've seen or I've been through. And then that's just what it is. All right. So I, I, I am so excited for this. And, and, and I hope to look at my mailbox and see a copy of this book signed by the lovely, beautiful. And, 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 and I want to ask you this. So is it caramel or caramel? Because some people say it one way or the other. Do you, what do you prefer? <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. OK. Um, it's caramel. And okay. you know what? People, people was like, um, damn, caramel. And I'm like, huh? Or Camilla. And I'm like, I ain't no damn V, no disease. Like, because Camilla is <laughs> like a damn V. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, I, and I was thinking like, it's caramel, like the caramel in the candy. I don't know how you say caramel in candy, but whatever comes out the candy, like what's in the candy, it's called caramel. Some people call it caramel. I don't know. But you call it's caramel, and I got so many people calling me so many different names. It's crazy, like, but you know, I learned how to accept it now. You know, I'm like, oh, okay, hey, caramel, goddamn, it. <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> when he's like caramel, give me a caramel, and I'm like, hey, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like just keep listening, just keep watching, yeah. keep paying for my perfume. I don't give a shit. Call me whatever you want. Just keep paying me. <laughs> exactly like come on say the right thing (laughs) but yeah all right so i i i just got a couple more questions here just some very small things and 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 i want to say thank you for being on the show for a very long time because i do long form conversations and i know that on your podcast which i want to get into next 
you 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 do like very bite sized smaller episodes, like a half hour or so, some some like fifteen yeah. minutes, which is great. I just want to ask you, like, what can we expect from the Keeping It Real with Caramel podcast or Caramel podcast, however you guys want to say it? That's okay as long as you listen, it's all good. What can we expect from that in the future, and just other projects that you have coming up in the future? Well, um, actually, um, you expect have different entrepreneurs. Like, um, I don't discriminate. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't care who. As long as you're entrepreneur and you're doing something with your life positive or trying to do something with your life and you're trying to be on a platform, I am that platform for you because you know I do small conversations only because, you know, sometimes human attention span is is like real low. You know, sometimes people want to be on 15 minutes, sometimes people want to be 20, sometimes 25. So it depends on, I, I get the, I try to get the vibe of the person, the energy of the person, and then I know how long to do it. Sometimes I do 45, sometimes I do 30, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it depends on who I'm talking to. And we're having a good conversation, we just keep on talking, you know? But uh, with, with keeping it real, I just want people to come on my podcast that keeps it 100 real you don't have to be that blue collar you don't have to be oh let me be some specific way i don't want a boring conversation i want a good conversation and i want to be able to ask you questions and you be real about it you know and and um in the future i don't even know what my future gonna bring because i'm always thinking of something different so don't be surprised if i come up with something that you're like what what the hell is she doing now you know so I don't even know, but I do know that um, I'm gonna start working on this um, this game for uh, Play Store. Um, I don't know if anybody's seen Choices before. You know, you can pick your choice of your life or yes, whatever. I have. Right. So I am making up a new game for that, and um, and I'm I'm writing it now. And so they asked me to write it. Um, they contacted me and said, can you write a story for choices? And I'm like, yeah, but I have to make my own name for it. I have to make the different decisions. I have to do like 38,000 words. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm working on that now. It's very hard to do that because you have to do your decisions and which direction they got to go. If they go this direction, you have to make decisions for that direction. If they go this direction, you got to make decisions for that direction. You so you're an adventure book, basically. Right. So it's it's a, it's pretty long, but that's okay. It's love choice. And I can say whatever I want to say, you know, okay. so about that. So, um, yeah, they told me to take my time and whenever I'm ready, I'm ready, send it to them and we can move on from there. And I'm like, cool. So that's what I'm working on now. But, and I'm working on, um, basically anybody looking for a comedian, a female comedian, and I'm the one, like, come pick me. Like, seriously, like, you're not going to miss a beat when you pick me because, hey, I'm the one that want to make you laugh. Seriously. So, yeah. I think I'd be a whole lot of fun. I mean, yeah. I think so. I think so. And, and I've had a lot of fun with you over the, the, the past 90 minutes or so that we've been recording. And I love having people on the show just having a natural conversation because you, you can really get to know somebody that you would never. I mean, like you live in Florida. I live in South Carolina. And the best thing about the pandemic is it did bring us closer together. Because we can have these conversations and a lot of people are looking for different outlets and just different ways to to get content and podcasting itself has exploded over the past year. And it's just nice that we have this technology now that we can just reach out to people that we never would have normally had a conversation with. And and I feel like we we hit it off very well. And uh, yeah, yeah, I love it. I I love it. The hell out of you for coming on the show. Hi. (laughs) <laughs> but in, and I'm very jealous that you live in Florida with the great Ron DeSantis. You guys got the next president of the United States. No, don't be jealous right now because we are getting the 
the worst weather ever right now. I, I, I don't like it. Like it's been raining. It's going to rain until, till Thursday next week. So like the rain is, is terrible right now. Um, you know, Florida is that weather. It rains and it don't rain, you know? And, but when it's sunny, it's sunny. So mm-hmm. I love Florida. I won't do anything. I, I can't leave it. I'm trying to, but I can't, you know, I want to go to California, but Oh, no, don't go to California. I mean, especially oh, like, in, with all the hats that you wear, you want to stay the fuck away from California. Everyone's moving out and going somewhere else. Are you serious? You might be better off going to Texas. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Karen, no. I do want to go to California, but, but then at, at the end of the day, I love Florida. I love being here, so I don't think it's going to have me going anywhere else. I think Florida is my... It's where I'm going to be. I think you made a great choice in moving to Florida. And uh, and, and, and for coming on this show today, if, if I may scratch my own back, I want to say you made a great choice coming on today because I feel like I, I made a new friend. Oh, almost definitely. We can definitely <laughs> stay in contact. I'm so stupid. Like that. Thank you for having me up here. Like, you're so great. Like, you're cool as hell. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like the way you are. I love your podcast. I love everything about you. Like, yeah, we're going to be like long distance friends or we can be. I can come to South Carolina. We can. I can sit down oh. with you and your wife and have a couple of drinks and get fucked up and call it a day. Like, yeah, come maybe, on. Like. Maybe have that threesome. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> if you can make a comedian laugh, you know you made it in this podcasting business. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. There, there, there you go. You don't get any better than that. You make a comedian laugh. You feel like you made oh it. I love God. it. <laughs> You got to know that one. Like, oh, my God, he said that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Where can people find you? Where is everything Caramel Lucas? Oh, wow. Okay, so you can go on my website. Um, it's www.caramellucas, uh, C-A-R-A-M-E-L-L-U-C-A-S.net. Or you can catch me on Instagram at Miss M-S Caramel Lucas. Or you can go on Facebook, Caramel Lucas, LinkedIn, Caramel Lucas, Twitter. Miss MS underscore underscore caramel, or you can go on TikTok. I'm not on that as much, but um, you can it's caramel Lucas. But all this catch me on Instagram. I'm an Instagram fanatic fan, so I love Instagram. So definitely get me on Instagram at you know at Miss MS caramel Lucas. But yeah, my website definitely go to my website so you can see all the good things that I got going on. So Oh, absolutely. And I will be hitting up everything after the show. And God damn it, I'm so happy that you came on the show. You turned my negative day into a very positive day. And, for that yeah. thing, and I want all that's of our listeners to check out Mr. Caramel Lucas. That's what Every- you're supposed to do. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you. And I hope you kill it tonight. And I know you will down there in the real America, which I call the real America, Florida, because you guys have had it going on the past year. I'm very jealous. I want to live there. I've always wanted to live in Florida, but now reaffirms my decision. I'm going to Florida because God damn it, you guys are just great. I love Florida. Yes, yes, yes. Come, come, come so we can go out and get some drinks or something. Come on, come on, come on. Thank you, Ms. Caramel Lucas and the Voices Misery Podcast. You guys have a great day and thank you. <laughs>